Welcome to the Women Empower podcast, where women entrepreneurs share their stories, struggles, and accomplishments. We are here to listen to women in all walks of life, from starting a business to running million-dollar companies, from personal to business, and everything in between. Let's get started. Here's your host, Brie Logue. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Brie Logue, and this is the Women Empower podcast. Today, we have Channing Gardner, best-selling author, mother, and owner of CG Agency. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So tell us a little bit about you, what you're currently doing. Um, I know you said you have a lot of projects in the works, so... Yeah. So my husband always jokes because I always wear big hats and everybody says like, oh, you've got so many hats. I don't ha- I have one hat, but it's just really big. So <laughs> I'm an author. So I've got one novel that I self-published and then I'm working on my second novel now. Got about 12 kids books that are all out. Um, and those are all based on true stories of my grandparents or my parents and kind of diving down into like what core characteristics um, really impacted us as kids. And then I am an insurance agency owner. So I help small businesses in six different states get access to better health care at better rates for their employees. And then I'm also vice president on a board for a new nonprofit we're starting here in Oklahoma. Well, that's amazing. Um, so I'm just going to start off with how do you do all the things? That's a lot of things. And you said you're a mother too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was blessed with OCD and ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> so it allows me to hyper focus on a whole bunch of different things. Um, and really, I just kind of I'm very blessed that I get to wake up and just kind of do what I feel needs to happen that day. Um, and so I do all kinds of crafts, too. Um, but that's more just like a when I need a mental health day. Those are the things that I do. So I don't know. It's not even, I don't feel like it's even juggling for me because I only do what I'm really passionate about. And so it's not ever really work for me. Ooh, I love that. Right. Find what you're passionate about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so did you always want to be an entrepreneur? It's funny. So I was talking to my husband when we were kind of looking over and like prepping for the podcast and just trying to get my mind right. And I was like, I don't think that I ever knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur until like a year ago, but I've always been an entrepreneur. I just didn't realize that I was one. Um, And I think that's so many of us, you know, we dibble and dabble in kind of little side hustles or ways to make extra cash, but we never take them seriously in our own minds. And so we don't think of it as entrepreneurship when really it is. Um, I wanted to be a professional organizer when I was in kindergarten. Everybody else was like, oh, vet and doctor. I wanted to be a professional organizer. That would not be a good fit for me with OCD and ADHD. I would never get anything fully organized. (laughs) So um, I'm so glad that I get to just kind of like have my hands in a whole bunch of different pots. That's awesome. And I know you said that you're starting and you're vice president of a nonprofit. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know you said you're talking about things you're passionate about. Is that kind of how that came to be? Yeah. So it's funny. So I have really vivid dreams um, and I'm the crazy lady maybe, but I believe that that's how God speaks to me because I am such a visual person, visual learner. I can't really grasp concepts unless I can physically see it with my eyes. And so I think that's how God communicates to me a lot. And so for the last seven years, I kept dreaming that I was opening a nonprofit. Now, of course, the ego part of me said, well, I'm going to be in charge of this nonprofit and it's going to be me. And like, that's not what the center of a nonprofit should be. Um, 
And so I found this group of ladies here in Oklahoma. It's called Boss Lady Light. And the whole point is just bringing women together where we can celebrate each other's success and we don't have to compete against each other. I can be happy when you're successful and you can be happy when I'm in in being successful and we don't have to be in competition. And at that very first luncheon, I almost didn't go because I was sitting on the couch, no makeup, no hair done. I was like, no, I'm just not feeling it. And my alarm went off six more times than it should have gone off. And so I was like, okay, God, like I get the message. I need to be at this luncheon. And the leader of it, Tina Aska stood up and said, I want to open a nonprofit and I need board members. And I was like, all right, that's why I was here at this luncheon. Um, And so the focus is empowering women who have survived trauma. And that trauma looks different for everybody. For some women, it's coming out of incarceration. Um, A lot of women are in incarceration because they were in domestic abuse situations and didn't have a way out that they knew how to get successfully out. And so they ended up committing a crime and going to prison because of it. Um, Other people like me are teen moms. And here in Oklahoma, there's just really not a good network of resources because they want you to change resources every time that you're done. And for somebody who's gone through trauma, I don't want to relive my story every new service that I need. Um, For other women, it's going to be human trafficking, domestic abuse, sexual assault, things like that. And so what we want to do is pour back into the core characteristics of these women. Because before the world got a hold of you, you were confident and you were, you know, sturdy and you were a believer and, you know, all these positive things. And right now, I think we see this really toxic thing in society where labeling has just gone too far and it's become isolating. And, you know, I'm sure that even you would agree, like our brains want labels so we know what boxes to put things in. But I think we've just gone too far with it, even with like the pronouns and all the, you know, political parties and the religious, you know, beliefs. And if I can say I am a protector and then Brie, you're also a protector. It doesn't matter where we came from in life. We've got something that we can agree upon and build a foundation from there. Um, And so that's kind of we would just want to strip away all the crap that life's thrown on these women and break those generational cycles. Ooh, I love that. That breaking general cycles is uh generational cycles is definitely it's so tough, especially um like for me, I am like the first in my generation to like ever or my family to like move away um mm-hmm. and to like, you know, not take a normal job and to like, you know, want more. <laughs> I think yeah. and you know, it's it's okay and a lot of people are like my family, it's like, oh yeah, you know, why do you want to do that? And it's like, oh, right. you know, some people are just wired differently. Some people just want more and that's totally fine. Yeah. Well, I think some women, they just need somebody in their corner. Like, yes. That's it. They don't need a whole lot. They just need somebody in their corner, letting them know like, Hey, I failed too. I have bad days too. It doesn't mean that you're broken or you're unfixable or that your destiny is as dark as your past was you know, that we can take the reins and we can decide what we want your life to be moving forward. Exactly. That's so awesome. I'm so excited uh, for you guys to start. You said you're in the um, fundraising phase right now? 
Yes. So we are fundraising for this first year. Um, and that way we can hopefully find a location. And I keep any podcast that I interview on, I plug this in because I'm like, I'm just manifesting this into reality that we're going to be donated an old school that's no longer in use, or we're going to be able to buy it at a very inexpensive price tag um, because it would be the perfect situation with wings for our ladies. The kindergarten rooms all have bathrooms. So now we'd have efficiency apartments for those physically dangerous situations to place women um, into a better living condition. Um, So that's what we're doing for the first year is just fundraising and manifesting a building into reality out of thin air. Yes, manifesting is so important to speaking things into existence. Um, yeah. yeah, it's worked for me so many times. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I, my One of my favorite quotes is from Henry Ford, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yeah, it's a great one. Yep. <laughs> um, so some of your biggest struggles and setbacks. Let's talk, let's get dive deep a little bit. Yeah, so uh, when I was thinking of this question, I mean, my the first thing that kind of popped into my head as a recurring struggle is just self-doubt. I think so many times we have this negative voice in our head. And if we aren't careful, we start to believe that that voice is us and not the enemy and not the, the negative powers in this world trying to pull you down from what you're supposed to accomplish. And so for me, I just think it's the imposter syndrome is how some people say it, the negative voice, the, you know, the conscious, you know, whatever word you want to put with it. But whenever you start seeing success from something that was just a dream, and now it's becoming reality, there's always going to be a level of self-doubt like, oh, I didn't earn this, or why is it happening so quickly? Or I'm not qualified, or why would anybody want to hear from me? And I think it's just being really careful to not listen to that voice or to be able to combat that voice with positive affirmations of yourself when it does come up in your head. I think the first time I ever heard it said like that was um, at church, actually. And they're like, oh, these thoughts aren't your own, you know, like, uh, these are impure thoughts that you're thinking. And I think that definitely like changed my whole mindset, too. It's like, oh, these aren't really my real thoughts. These are just like, you know, the things that the universe is affecting me. Um, some negative things in the universe. There's both positive and negative, but yeah. When I think whenever you start to learn how to combat it, you can feel really crazy. You know, like when those thoughts come up, like, Oh, well, you know, you could leave tomorrow and nobody would even miss you. And like, I have full on like arguments in my own head, like, no, people would miss me and I'm worthy and I'm valuable. And, you know, and you feel like you're crazy because you're like, I'm having this argument all completely in my head. But For me, I have to actually have that argument in my head. Otherwise, I start, my behaviors start falling more in line with the negative voice Mm -hmm. than the things that I know are actually true about myself. Oh, yeah. It's very easy to start spiraling, too. If you believe that one thing, it's like, oh, and then you just keep going and going. And that's when, you know, you start to get really, really down. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So entrepreneurship has many ups and downs. We talked a little bit about it, but how do you handle the bad days? Uh, So I like to look at every single day as what is my heart leading me to today. And I have actually been more successful doing that than like, nope, I've got to grind. I've got to get up at this time and I got to work until this time and I got to get the checklist done. And because I am a workaholic. And so if I don't just wake up and go, okay, 
what do I feel like God is telling me needs to happen today? Then I burn out and burnout can kill productivity so quick and it can kill entire companies that you're building if you let it go too long. And so I have tons, I'm a really creative person and I like doing things with my hands. So I have an Etsy store that I literally just post printables when I'm needing something to create. Um, that way I still have a little bit of passive income stream. I play violin just for absolute fun, no pay or anything. I crochet and normally my family, I give at least one crochet present at Christmas. And so I crochet throughout the year, I paint. And so on a bad day, I wake up and say, okay, I might only be able to get one thing done on the checklist that I thought in my head needed to happen today. And that's totally okay. What's a creative thing that I can try or start or get done today instead? And most of the time, if I go and focus on that thing, it brightens my day and I'm actually able to get the rest of the things done on the checklist. But you've got to allow yourself to have those mental breaks and realize like me doing absolutely nothing all day doesn't mean that I'm lazy. It just yes. means that my brain needed a reset and that's totally okay. I love that. So I know a lot of people like, um, so I'm on social media and then I just saw somebody the other day was like, oh yeah, you know, I haven't taken a day off and like, you know, a certain amount of days and like, you know, these people, everybody's taking off for Memorial Day or whatever, you know, like I just need, why aren't you people working, you know, like you, people need breaks, like you need breaks, yeah. even like somebody you can own multiple businesses, but you still need to take a day off sometimes. Yeah. Like, you need that. And I always feel so much better after too, like usually if I take a day off, I'm like so much more productive. Like I always take right. Sundays off. Like I'll do fun projects on Sundays. Like, um, like I love building websites. So like I'll do my fun projects that I haven't had time to do during the week and stuff. So, like that's just for me. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, <laughs> that stuff's fun for me. And that gives me like a actual break. Right. And then well, the next day, it's, it's just become this unrealistic reality that, oh, you need to hustle and, you know, all the, all the things, especially in my industry, a male dominated industry, you hear words like hustle and grind and, you know, commitment. And I'm like, cool. You can guys, you guys can keep all of that. <laughs> I'm going to have fun and I'm going to enjoy myself. And my agency will probably beat you out because I'm looking for long-term success, not short-term gains. And when you hustle and grind every single day of every single minute, you're only able to do it for a short amount of time before, again, you hit that burnout. And the goal would be to not hit the burnout. If you're starting to feel burnout, take a day, take two exactly. hours. I mean, when I started running my insurance agency, I actually scheduled two hours every single day in the middle of my day for Netflix binging because there was so much going on with building and creating. And I mean, I didn't have a, a blueprint. I literally started an agency from scratch with nobody else here to help. And so I needed that two hours in the middle of the day to just like brain numb, not thinking. And what actually would happen is breakthroughs in that two hour Netflix window. Um, and so I got so much more done with my business, even though I only worked six hours instead of eight hours a day. Yes. So I think my thing too, is I used to beat myself up so much. I still, honestly, I do. Like if I wake up, you know, an hour later than I planned to the day morning, like the, I'll plan my night, 
day the night before. And then if I don't wake up on time the next morning, I feel like I always beat myself up so much because it's like, oh, my day didn't go completely as planned. But I feel like if you just like give yourself some grace and just move past it, you know, your day can still (laughs) be so much better and so much more productive. It doesn't have to go perfectly every single day. Yeah. And I think it's finding the rhythm too. So like, unless I have an actual meeting that I have to go to, I don't set an alarm, especially in the summer. Now, when I got to get the kiddos off to school, obviously, yes. But like, I, I, my body needs a certain amount of rest. And so does everybody else's. And so until you find that sweet spot, and sometimes it changes some out, some nights, I only need six hours, other nights, I need 10, because I really used my brain that night before. And like you said, give yourself grace, like you are not a robot, you were never designed to be a robot. And it's totally okay to be human and have faults and need breaks and need to pour back into yourself. Exactly. Uh, so what tips do you have for women who want to start? Um, do it scared. <laughs> like, I know that's so cliche and everybody says it, but honestly, like find something small and just try it. And the great thing is, is when you can learn to seek out failure, you will go light years. Instead, society tells us like basically everything you do needs to be a success. And if it's not a success, then there's just no point in doing it. I have failed at so many things, but it's also said, okay, well, I sucked at that. So I don't need to waste any more energy doing that. I can focus my attention to here. Oh, didn't like that, but I was good. I can now focus my attention over here. And so what it does is when you seek out failure, your pie that you're expecting of yourself gets a lot smaller and a lot more manageable. And when it becomes more manageable, you're finding the things that you're specifically passionate about. And that's where you get to live this life where work doesn't really feel like work most of the time. And you get to wake up and actually enjoy what you do. And you get to create this wonderful life. And the income might be different than what you had imagined or what it social media tells you it should be. But if you can enjoy your life and you can do something that brings you purpose and fulfillment, then who really cares what the salary is attached? You know, I like that. I think you even with hobbies, like, you know, try Mm -hmm. things until you (laughs) find something like I've tried painting and I've tried drawing and I've tried, you know, the cricket machine and all the things. Um, Definitely even with your hobbies as well as business, you have to try things and fail at them. I think um, starting with like creative outlets like that is a good place to start, too, because, you know, if you fail at it, well, you're not really losing too much. Right, right. It's a good way to, you know, get your feet warm. Is that the expression? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think, or wet. Get your feet wet. Get your feet wet. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I always like to end with what's your favorite book? Um, So I have three, actually. So my favorite motivational book is Multiplying Your God-Given Potential by John Vivere. And then Inspirational, I would say Love Does by Bob Goff. Um, and then endurance, a hundred percent, the Bible, because that, if you can learn how to actually read it, it is going to help you make sure that you understand resting is actually biblical and passion is biblical and purpose and entrepreneurship and all these things. And so it can help you go the distance. Um, so I would say those would be my top three. Awesome. I haven't read two of those, so that's great. (laughs) Um, so another random question I'm going to throw at you. Yeah. 
So have you always been spiritual? Is that something that you grow up with religion or is that something that's, you know, kind of new or not? So my parents raised me in a Christian home. um, And then when I went through my teen pregnancy, I felt very judged by the church and by Christians. And so the way that my pregnancy came about was not the most pleasant either. And so I hated God. Like I'm a hundred percent open and honest about that. I was pissed. I just, I believed that he was there, but I was pissed because I didn't understand why was this happening to me? And so there was several years that I did not go to church. I still had God. I would still pray. And so I still had that one-on-one connection. It just wasn't deep. And then one day I woke up and rolled over to my husband and said, we're going back to church. And he was like, really today? I said, yep, today. I don't know why, but I had a dream that we were in church. So we're going to go to church and I'm Swedish, even though I don't look it. <laughs> the pastor was a guest Swedish pastor and his analogies were all, were all gardening. And I was really into gardening at that point. And so I was like, okay, this is where we're supposed to be. Um, and so I've been going to church ever since then. And now looking back, I know that the reason why I went through what I went through and the mistakes that I made that put myself in a bad position is exactly what I needed to go through because otherwise I wouldn't have this nonprofit as a passion and I wouldn't be able to reach the ladies that I can reach because I wouldn't be able to actually understand what they're going through. And so, you know, everything is by design, even the things that suck. And you can choose to either say like, well, the world just sucks and it is what it is. Or you can say like, this thing sucked, but why? Why did I go through that? And how can I take that negative, dark piece of me and turn it into a light for someone else? Um, So I hope that answers your question. It does. Yeah, (laughs) and that's great. I know a lot of people um, struggle with their faith. It's definitely something that it happens to all of us, I think, at some point, definitely yeah. question our faith. So, yeah, well, and faith is literally the belief in the not knowing. You know what I mean? Like, there's not any proof. Like, faith is not testing God like some of those people in the Bible that we read about. Like, oh, if this is really meant to be, make the cloth wet in the morning and everything else dry. Oh, if this is really meant to be, make the floor wet, but the cloth dry. Like, that's not true faith because that is literally here is a sign from me showing you and proving you. Faith is believing even when there's no proof. And I think that's what makes faith so difficult is because as humans, we want proof. Like, I won't trust you until you show me that there is trust or um, I trust you until you've done something to prove that you're not trustworthy. And the Bible calls us to have faith regardless of trust that is or isn't there. And just to believe that there's a higher power that has your best interest at heart. Exactly. Wow, that was really good. Look at that. <laughs> Went a whole different direction. Um, so how can people connect with you? Um, so I'm on Facebook. I've got my agency Facebook, my personal Facebook, my author Facebook. Um, I've got a website where you can buy some of my books. Most of my books are just linked on Amazon. That's the easiest way to get them. Um, I'm on Instagram, although I don't really use that one much. And I absolutely love TikTok because I get to be the crazy, ridiculous person that I am. And it is a creative outlet for me. Um, so I post on TikTok almost 10 times a day. (laughs) So those are the top ways to connect with me. 
Awesome. And that's actually how we met was through TikTok, which is yeah. really funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Super cool. And then, um, so also your nonprofit, um, is there a way that we can get, if listeners want to donate, if they feel called to donate? Yes. So it's the truemovement.org and there's a donation link right on that website. Um, and so anybody that wants to donate, you can donate there. And then also we're on Facebook too. And the true, you also does have a TikTok. You'll see me in a lot of those videos as well. Cause I do control the content for that. Um, but yeah, we would love to connect with you. And especially if you know other women that are struggling, even just with loneliness, even if there's not trauma, because in reality, lonely is a trauma in and of itself. Um, send them our way. Like we post positive content affirmations. It is not a religious place. So even if you are not Christian, it is still a welcoming place for you. It's just a place where we try and express God's love, not force God's love. Um, And so anybody is absolutely welcome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And I'll also have the link in the show notes, everybody. So definitely jump over there. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Women in Power podcast. Please hit the subscribe and like button to see more episodes. New episodes air every Wednesday morning. So please join our Facebook group, Women in Power, for the latest updates and news about our podcast.